0: Are you ready to prioritize your health? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Seasonal Sisters podcast. I'm Janice Saunders, certified life coach and founder of the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective. This show is for you if you're a woman of color and feel you could be healthier. We will talk about how to maximize the health of your body, communicate what matters most, and connect more deeply with ourselves and others and have more energy to continue building the career and life you desire. Reaching your life and health goals by working smarter, not harder, is possible. Your journey to better health starts right here. Welcome back to the Seasonal Sisters podcast. I'm Janice Saunders, your host, creator of the Seasonal Sisters Healthy Habits Collective, And today we have a wonderful guest with us, someone that I have known for years, Brenda Lipscomb, who is creator of Be Franked. And we're going to have a a frank discussion about being healthy and prioritizing health. Brenda, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, listen, Janice, it's my pleasure. As you mentioned, we've known each other for years and I am honored for the opportunity to support my sister.
0: Well, thank you. I mean, we're in the seasonal sisters world. We talk about prioritizing health and celebrating prioritizing health. Everybody's got a little bit of a health journey. Yes. So share with us your, a little bit of your health journey.
1: So it's funny because when you talk about a journey, it's like you're where you are right now, but you're forever moving forward, right? You stay on the journey. And my journey with with weight was always the fact that I was a foodie, loved food. And if I did not work out, I could be two, 300 pounds heavier because I have this love for food and it's coming, you know, from childhood and Growing up and growing up with three older brothers, we ate a lot. So with that, that transferred into adulthood for me. And I have always been a certain amount of weight, overweight, and have struggled after losing 20 pounds a few years ago. I've plateaued and it is not easy, especially, you know, I'm in my late 50s now. So menopause, all those things have happened. So it is an extra effort to try to continue to keep my health balanced. But it is a pleasure to do that because I love myself and I have to make sure I take care of myself.
0: I love it. You know, the golden temple of our bodies, you know, keeping it it healthy. And, you know, you mentioned just how it's a journey. And oftentimes we talk about weight as an entry to health. Mm -hmm. But in the seasonal sisters world, you know, we we uh, know that health is so much more. Than what we eat and how much we exercise. Although those things are very important to weight management. They're also important to blood pressure management, cholesterol yeah. management, hemoglobin A1C <laughs> management. You know, it's it's the journey. And I'm so happy that you shared that you have to work out because you love food.
1: Yes. Yes. You know, the thing about and I I giggled not because of diseases, but because of the, you know, it just never, it really is a never ending journey. I mean, I can't say it enough. You know, my family history with cancer, with diabetes, with that, I know that history is chasing me down the street. It is. Mm-hmm. And to stay ahead of it, a proactive approach to your health is so important. And it's a full body approach to your health, from your mind, to your spirit, to your physical. The blood we've always said, you know, going back to our days where we worked together is like, it's really the window, you know, your blood can tell everything about what's going on in your body. And it's up to you to make sure that that stays clean and that you put in your body, what you put into your body is what you're going to get out.
0: Absolutely. And what I, what I hear you saying is that the diseases that your mother had, that Mm -hmm. your grandmother had, that your aunts had. Are knocking on your door. Yeah. And I feel that same pressure. A few, I mean, mostly if you listen to the podcast, you know I've been, you know, dogged by hemoglobin A1C that, you know, it's half high, half low sometimes. (laughs) Yes. And I'm not overweight. So my doctor is always jamming on me about why is this thing too high? My diet is okay. However, years ago, when I started having this issue, I wasn't moving enough. Mm. I started moving a lot more, and it helped that number. Yes. So, I, all y'all people out there in Seasonal Sisters land, if you got a little issue with the hemoglobin A1C, start moving a little bit more. That's one of the tenets in the Seasonal sister success system: is make sure you're moving that body. And what I hear you saying is that moving your body is part <laughs> of the uh, is part of the program.
1: Moving your body is part of the program. You do. And this is where discipline really comes in for someone like me, who is a self-described foodie, is discipline. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, I would love to go back and get a second helping of something I love. My husband and I have just been recently discussing the need for maybe us to switch to more bland food because maybe we won't be as enticed to have seconds or to try a little bit of this or that. It is discipline. And, and when you love food and like the taste of it and all those wonderful things about it, you really have to know, I can eat a small portion. I've got to pause. I've got to eat slowly. All of those things come into that whole you know, paradigm shift of discipline.
0: I heard a stat the other day. And mm. this stat is that our meals should take 20 minutes and that we should eat our food chew our food and taste our food. And when I talk to clients about this, that they, yeah. they eat in five, seven minutes.
1: Done. <laughs> I'm raising <Right>. my hands.
0: <laughs> so I, I just, when you said you got to eat and you taste, you're a foodie. Yes. Foodies want to enjoy their food. So I was just wondering if if that was, you know, if you lingered in it a little bit, you know, if you,
1: I wish I lingered more. You know, like I said, growing up with three brothers, we all eat fast. You know, when I go out with my brothers now for dinner at this age, you know, we all are fast eaters. It's just, you know, cultural, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure what to call it. But 20 minutes sounds like a lot of time. And for a foodie, you know what? You usually don't take that long to enjoy and indulge it. You're not as disciplined. You're like, "Mm, this is really yummy. I want to finish it up.
0: Interesting. I I would think that you'd want to like savor it, sit back, cross your leg on it and Mm. just smell it a little more or something. You know, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I have always been a person who has eaten for nutrition. Yes. I'm a swimmer. I've been swimming since I was nine years old. And my high school coach had me eating weird stuff then, you know, before the race, which people thought was weird, but was really just loading on carbs with different types and what I what I know is that I have just eaten for nutrition. Yes. But when I started to really make a serious move with my diet was when I was working for Pfizer 20 something years ago and in those clinics with end stage hypertensive patients looking at what happens to the body when there's High blood pressure that's uncontrolled. When there's diabetes uncontrolled, cholesterol that's out of control. It has completely that transformed my life and the trajectory of how I have lived, right. and I have changed things completely since those days. And what what has impacted you in your health, including, you know, the diseases of our of our mothers? How has that impacted your, the change you've made? impacted your life and career?
1: And I love that question because it it can be broad-based. And I'll tell you, there's multiple components for me that have impacted the influence of changing my habits. I had to really, really begin to focus once my children were older. That's one thing. It's not easy being a working mom, having small children, they're eating the Chick-fil-A nuggets and the fries. And you're like, let me just get some as well. And then you eat them in five minutes, you know? So, so it's compounding that unhealthy lifestyle, right? So that was always a hindrance to me. I always did a little working out, but the food again was my biggest challenge. I uh, also with the health you know, losing my mother to cancer at the age of 17, my father to heart disease at 18. I know my history, my family history. And I knew one of my grandmothers vaguely. I didn't really know her well. She died at 72. So it's been my charge when people say, what are you really existing for? I want to be here. To see my not only grandchildren, but possibly, God willing, even a great grandchild, which is going to put me into the 90s. And so if I'm going to break that curse, I've got to take care of me. And that is probably, Janice, my biggest influence in making sure I'm mm, tired. Oh, do I really want to get on this you know, bike or do I really want to take this walk? That is the biggest influencer for me.
0: Oh, I am just feeling it in my heart. I had to touch my heart and just say that I feel you so much because there are women that I come in contact with who are who are not adapting as quickly to this mantra mm. that you have. And I just feel so good that you're sharing this. Because, because you're sharing it and we're discussing it. I know other women are going to latch onto this and say, I can too. I know this is my story also. And say that I want to be here. And what the Seasonal Sisters, you know, what all of my Seasonal Sisters work is about is for us to live as long as we can
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to be healthy on that journey. Yes. And it is not simple. You know what I'm saying, and it does require the why that you've constructed yes. to be so deep and to be so meaningful. There is a slogan in coaching that says your why should make you cry. And <laughs> I like that. And why you're doing this? I had to hold myself because I know that that's a real thing. I mean, granted, things can come out of the woodwork and hit us.
1: Absolutely, but that's
0: just life. And it then make it, and there could be something out here that, you know, don't nobody have nothing for. I mean, my father was healthy. Something hit him that they didn't have nothing for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yes, that can happen.
1: It can. It however,
0: can. in the meantime and in between time, right? Your approach.
1: Well, and and to that point, Janice as well is that you can't walk through life thinking this may happen or will happen. It's about belief. And once I learned that as well in my adulthood, as you see it, feel it, think it, you own it, you will be it. And I think from a healthy standpoint, you know, it's almost for me, biblical is the third reason as well, because I feel like I owe it to God. I have my health, strength, right mind, love, abundance, and happiness. So I cannot complain about anything. And then I have to pay attention to how I respond to things. Like, I've had, I had trouble with my knees, you know, can't squat like I used to, can't get down like I used to. Right. Okay. And then I realized and had this recognize symptoms after going to the doctor and, and, you know, they wanted to give me a shot and I said, uh-uh, we're going to, we're going to see how PT does. But I also learned that sugar is related to inflammation. So I know exact, like my knee, I cheated. I had a little chocolate last week. Right. Cause I've kind of, Cut back on a lot of that stuff, but I had some chocolate, and sure enough, the next day I felt the inflammation in my knees.
0: Mm. I know all y'all sisters out there listening to this are just your ears are and and stuff is probably burning and all that stuff because we can recognize this when we start to see patterns. Yes, and the lifestyle changes that you've made, Brenda, how have they helped you to grow your life and? and your professional life. Just give me a little bit on that. Because I, I already know that they've they've it's spawned on into everything. But I want to hear from you.
1: No, no, fair enough. You know, with a professional life, it's a lot, right? I, I manage a large team in my day job. You have to keep up with a lot of things. So it's important for me. I have to be alert. I have to, you know, have my memory strong. I have to be able to be organized and keep up with the day-to-day of the job. So this change in my lifestyle has absolutely helped me really over the last 10 years to kind of keep up because when you're tired, you don't get enough rest. Guess what you do? You overeat. When you overeat, then you start to put on pounds and then your sugar goes. It's like a domino, right? It is. It's like a big thing, yes. It's like a cycle of, you know, for lack of a better term, H E double hockey stick, right? Because right? you get on that little spin wheel and just keep going. So I had to really be focused on that going forward. And more importantly, you know, with, like I said, with my schedule, my workplace and all the things I'm trying to do because I'm active in organizations and all types of things. So in order to keep up, I had to get up and get it together. More water, you know, making sure I get my 90 ounces. I used a program that involves um, high protein, clean eating. I did that for two cycles and that helped me kickstart to get those 20 initial 20 pounds off that I've kept off over since 2018, 2018. Yep. So, can, you know, we're still working on the rest because I still have more to do, but it was a good kickstart. So just being mindful of those things as well have helped me. And again, it helped me in my workplace because, you know, I feel like I'm doing pretty well keeping up.
0: It sounds to me like it's, increased your energy level Mm -hmm. and that the amount of energy you bring to your professional life, but also your organizations, your home life, that type of vibrancy is what I think people hear in your voice and know that is present. And because of the mindfulness that you're bringing to your lifestyle of eating and exercise. Right. And I would bet that you're more prepared for cooking because you're so busy, you know what I'm saying? To make your meals more healthy, experimenting with new ways to make things here and there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I even like tonight I did that, you know, my son is here working and living with us. And then, you know, we're trying to watch what we're eating. So, I threw in some peppers in my taco, like for my taco. So that bulks it up and makes it more filling Mm -hmm. uh, using turkey meat, using almond flour, tortillas, things Mm -hmm. like that, that make the food a healthier, tastier option. So yes, and you can plan better when your mind is clear.
0: Yes, because planning is good. And then when you start seeing some of those results, that helps you to stay consistent absolutely
1: it does and,
0: and that's and that's what we've got to be in it for because yes. we've got to be in it for the consistency and what i know is that many people are not consistent they including, jump in and go you know, off
1: jump in and go off including and, myself you know i've been there yeah, you go on yeah, yeah. you go off you go on you have a little of this next thing you know you've had a lot of this exactly it is not easy and i hope by no means that we are deliver that like it is yeah because it's not because especially not you know when you're in those seasons when you have
0: young children
1: oh and your, your kids are
0: getting older and you got programs with them and this and that you really have to prepare yes for those days so that you can be a little healthier each day you know Absolutely. that's the mantra that we have in the seasonal sisters world you know i love it yep i love what? it Right now might be a good time to bring in our mindful moment. Yes. Okay. And the mindful moment, all you seasonal sisters know, it is where we talk about one fact and one tip, and we talk about some tips, and then Brenda and I are going to give you a recipe for healthy living. And today's, the name of today's podcast is Communication for Self-Care. That's what we're talking about today. And the fact today that we're going to be talking about, there's a couple, 49% of women who are African-American have heart disease by the age of 20, some type of heart disease. And I also heard the stat that one in nine people are going to be diagnosed with some type of cancer in their lifetime. I mean, these are facts. So if we're going to be communicating about self-care and providing some tips around that. Brenda, start us off with, with some tips.
1: And well, I love this because as we speak to others, we speak to ourselves, right?
0: Me-search is search sure? research, right? <laughs> or research is me-search. It,
1: it, it is indeed. Uh, one thing about this fact and around eating, I want to mention to your, your audience is stare away, if you can, from the artificials, Right from the artificial sweeteners, from the artificial, you know, things in food, because I've moved away from a lot of that. And I tell you, as soon as I eat something that I know has a lot of either preservatives in it or something that's just not a natural ingredient, I can tell and I can taste it. I am concerned that that is contributing to our increase in seeing these cancers, the one in nine, the excessive, you know, heart disease, diabetes. So try to do as much uh, read the labels. That's that's the big take home message, and I'm sure you've covered this with your audience in the in the past. But based on those facts, read the, the labels and understand what is going into your body.
0: I love that. Just we haven't really talked about reading labels. This is the first time it's come up, and I've done quite a few episodes. And reading labels is something that takes a little bit of a little bit of time when you go in. It does, and not to mention. It may take some expertise. So if you really aren't familiar with how to read labels, make an appointment with, your, with a nutritionist through your insurance and learn how to read labels and learn what you're looking for. I think another tip that I'd like to share is maybe do a little bit more cooking at home.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And because I think we brought up, you know, because in certain seasons of our life, I feel like, you know, right now, I just see the door dashification of and the uberization of food delivery, and for it it just makes everything accessible all the time,
1: yes, all the time. And it's expensive, yes, yes, it is. And it's not you know, listen, you're gonna get the brown lettuce when when they make these meals. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna get anything they're trying to move out the door quickly. They put that in that food for delivery because they know you're not going to be like, send it back, you know?
0: (laughs) Exactly. And I just, I want everybody to think about putting cooking on your own to-do list. Yes. And I'm not saying you got to cook every night, but give yourself one night to cook and prepare a meal. It could be Saturday. It could be whatever day you're off. It could be one, you know, one day. To prepare, to choose a meal, go buy the ingredients, mm-hmm. sit down and cook it, and enjoy it with someone you love. That right there is a, it just, it takes you through the whole continuum of health.
1: Yes, absolutely does. Another tip? So with that, and I'm going to piggyback on the cooking at home, because one thing, I had done a program, I, I think they're defunct now, um, Jenny Craig, I, I don't really like to mention anyone in particular. But I did the program and did well with it. I did end up, this was maybe 10 years ago. I put the weight back on. Mm. But the one thing I do think that was great about their program is salt intake, salt, because a lot of their food did not have a high sodium content. And I think that's a big contributor as well is to watch, you know, what spices. There's so many spices now that are, you know, less, less sodiums in it. You know, you can even go without salt in some cases mm-hmm. with doing just pepper or doing some, you know, modified versions. But watch your your sodium intake, I think, is very, very important around the blood pressure, the heart disease.
0: Yeah. No, no. I mean, this is these are facts. Yes. These not are facts. We're talking about here. These are facts. Yes. Yes. You know, and whatever. I mean, you'd have to pour a whole heaping amount of salt in your food at home. Just to get to the amount of salt they put in something in fast food, absolutely, so however much salt you use at home, it's going to be less than you have bought in fast food yes and that's why I think cooking at at home you do get to be in charge, yes of how much salt you put in something you're exactly and, right and and that just gives you more control, and going back to you know where we were when we started this, we don't have to have the diseases that our mothers and grandmothers and aunts passed away from, what we can do is take charge of those. And it gives us a lot of power. It does. It does. Every decision we make is communicating for our self-care.
1: For our self-care and self-communication is important. Communicating with others, sharing what you're learning, like you're doing. This platform is is amazing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other, if I can add another fact. Of course. Yeah is stress, right? So stress definitely contributes to disease, especially in women that look like us. So stress levels, managing that. And that's why, you know, with my whole, you know, and I call it a side hustle, but side support system with regards to what we're doing, the vehicle we're using through Be, Fr- Be Frank is to reduce stress levels mm. and have self-satisfaction as well.
0: Oh, yes. We're going to talk about that for sure. So we've got some tips steering away from artificial products. We've got cooking more at home. Yes. Paying attention to your salt intake and managing stress. Yes. So if we put everything in a pot, right, then we have our, you know, we got our skillet, right. And we're going to saute yeah. it up a little bit. <laughs> First, cool. I like to start, you know, with the base, you know, of what we're going to saute stuff in. And I think that base is communicating what matters most to you in this season of your life. I like that. Just identifying that and adding the life that you want on top of that. And I say that because, you know, where I am right now, my son is a freshman in college. I could not do what I'm doing right now when he was in fourth grade. That's it's right. not possible. Yeah. Too hands on in fourth grade, you know, it's homework, it's, it's bathing, okay. it's all this stuff in the evening. And just, I, I mean, I just couldn't do that. That's right. So now I'm in a different season. I got time. So that base is, where are you? You yes. know, where are you in your life? What matters most at this time? What can you do physically? I love it. What's I, love it. In there,
1: I love that. You know, Taking care of you, identifying what matters most to you, I think is huge. That is really, really important. You know, and the other part, I don't know how I can put this, in a 24-hour time period, you sleep eight hours, you know, you cook, you work. What's left for you, right? What from a time, people think time management is, I've got this checklist of work things I have to do, or I've got to do laundry and... But on that checklist, you have got to carve out time for you, whether you sit there and veg out and watch the Housewives of Atlanta or whatever for an hour. You've got to have that moment every day just to say, I'm going to do me. I'm going to chill. Got to have it. Got it. You I just it. threw it in here. It's chill time. Chill time. Put that on your agenda as well. Nobody does. If,
0: you, if you're not communicating that chill time is important to you, you got two sisters right here letting you yeah. know that your own chill time is important. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you, it varies, too, because when you are in the think of it, you know, your chill time might be five minute walk around the parking lot. And, you know, and then you're back to the car back on. Yeah. And, and- again, what matters most is sometimes, you know, right. you got to figure out. Sometimes you're not going to be able to have an hour of chill time.
1: You may be- not. You may not. But some time is better than no time.
0: But carve it out. Yes. That's what I hear you saying is carve communicate to everybody around you that this chill time is what matters most and take it.
1: And take it. Yes.
0: And guard it like a
1: samurai. Is that what I hear you right. saying? That's right. Because, you know, time's going to pass. You're still going to have that checklist. Just put your chill time on that agenda every day.
0: Absolutely. You know, th- that. that's a word right there. That, that's a word. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm because with you. I, Again, this recipe is for me. Recipe right now, <laughs> for me. Recipe, okay. I don't know about y'all sisters out there, but this recipe is for me. You know, I, it's just it doesn't hurt to just know that this is what you got to do. What else goes in there?
1: Well, we've got identifying and chill time, and you know the physical and mental health we've already talked about, but pushing more on that mental health side. Chill time is good just to take down, but don't be afraid if you need help. And what I mean, help, you know, therapy, you know, a sisterhood connection, you know, listening to podcasts, whatever it is, like yours. Mental health is very, very important, and prioritizing that as well. So, aside from chill time, how am I maintaining my mental health? Absolutely. And
0: I, and you mentioned connections with people. Yes. And in the an epidemic of loneliness, yes, and I and I live in New York City, and it's so hard for me to believe that there are lonely people in this city because right. it's so many of us jammed <laughs> on top of each other. But That's there that, are, yes, there are, are lonely people everywhere, and there are lonely people that are in organizations. There are lonely people at church. There are lonely people on your block, and it's just they don't know how to connect. They are not skilled at it. Yeah. And, and it does take some some work. And if you find like that's something where you're having trouble connecting with people,
1: the yes. Seasonal Sisters world is there for you. It is. It is. Yeah. It's organizations like this, uh, or podcast groups, yeah. Yeah. people like yourself, you know, I am an only... I'm an only daughter, right? I'm my, my, I have three brothers. So I've always longed for a sister because me losing my mother so young in life, and I didn't have my own daughter. I have two sons who I love dearly. I've always felt like I needed that that type of connection. So there's a sense of loneliness in that, you know? But how I filled it is my sister friends, my cousins, you know, p- other female or, even male figures in my life that, that can fill that void and support you where there may be gaps there. So find gap fillers and people that you least expect.
0: I love that. I mean, and it's just, this: there is no harm in asking somebody to have coffee yes. or tea to begin a friendship, to begin a connection. You yes. don't have to spill out your life story on day one. <laughs> but you do have to ask somebody to, to meet up. Yes. To to begin a connection. Oh, we we don't hit some recipe today. So the recipe begins with identifying what matters most to you, making sure you have some chill time in there Mm -hmm. and being completely mindful of your physical health and of your mental health and not being afraid. Right. Take that next step. If you feel like you need a little bit of support. Yes. Area of mental health. Absolutely. Always remember to talk with your primary care physician so that you can get the right referrals. Exactly. So I just want to say thank you so much, Brenda. We done we done hit some facts and tips and recipes and talked a little bit about your journey. Now, yes, talk to you about what else you've been up to because I want seasonal sisters to hear a little bit more about. Be frank.
1: Okay. Well, I appreciate that. So Be Frank is really a partnership with an organization, Pure Romance. I don't know if you've heard of it, but uh, they market products to women. I, as they say, you know, with the old, you know, remember the men's hair club. I'm not only an owner, but I'm a client or whatever. Be Frank or... Pure romance was that for me, you know, it's dealing with women's enhancement products. So everything that you would need for your own sexual satisfaction, you know, your own women's wellness. And this is such a big part, especially our communities. We've been very quiet about, you know, sexual feelings, experiences, you know, happiness, what makes us happy the ability to to enjoy not only sex, but also masturbation. You know, our community has pretty much been pretty quiet, you know, in the past of it. But this new generation is thinking a little differently. So I am focusing on the women who are really 35 plus to make sure that, you know, well into your 70s and beyond, you can have satisfactory sexual experiences and try different things, not only with yourself, but with your partner and enjoy it because orgasms create euphoria.
0: And euphoria leads to better health. Absolutely. And we want to have that as long as we possibly can. And I don't know why you cut us off at the seventies. Okay. <laughs> and beyond. I did,
1: right I did and beyond. seventy.
0: You know, <laughs> so I'm looking at that beyond. And I'm really happy to hear about this because oftentimes You know, you just hear people cutting that part of their life off. Yes, yes. And it's such an important part of your life to explore and to experiment with. And what I hear you saying is that Be Frank shares products from pure romance. Yes. And teaches about how to use them in the context of a loving relationship.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly it. You hit it right on the head. And it's been a pleasure because I've met women and men from all across the country. You know, I've traveled to meet people and and engage and have parties and events, done some speaking engagements, and it's really around finding your happy. And that's my motto find your happy. And like I said, self exploration, exploration with your partner, way to have an enjoyable partnership experience. It's not just, you know, let's hurry up and get this thing over with. Let's have pleasure. Because again, pleasure leads to euphoria, which leads to happiness and reduces stress. It is a fact that this is a stress reducer. So I would encourage your listeners to self-explore. And if they want to know anything more about it, they can reach out to me directly or reach out to you and you can connect them with me because it's such a vast, vast Plethora of experiences and products that we can support you and your partner with.
0: Well, as I said, today's episode is communication for self care. And when your relationships are feeling happy, I think that that's a great part of self care. Yes. And the communication that is required when using products that you're talking about with people. Mm -hmm. enhances your life. And who doesn't want an enhanced experience for a long period of time? Being healthy, this is a big part of being healthy. And what I hear sometimes people saying that that sex and pleasure during intimacy is a part of healthy
1: living. It is. It absolutely is. Janice, you get it, right? Because- Mm -hmm. You're saying, hey, listen, not only should I be eating right, working out, you know, praying, whatever, you know, whatever you do for your health, it is no different with your sexual health. Self-maintenance, self-preservation is all part of it. And, you know, and again, you could have a conversation with me and we can get really deep in this and I want to be appropriate, but it is appropriate to talk about, you know, your own pleasure and making sure you find your pleasure. That is part of your happiness. So that's the big message that we're touting.
0: I love it. Brenda, everyone will be able to find you because links to you will be in the show notes and all of you sisters out there who are in the throes of prioritizing your health. Today's episode is about communicating what matters most for your self-care. And really, this has been an excellent awesome conversation. I thank you so much, Brenda, for joining me today.
1: And any last word? Hey, I just always say, listen, focus on your health, your happiness, and your own love of yourself, and you will be successful in life no matter what.
0: Thank you so much, Brenda. Thank you, Dana. You you are very welcome. Thank you to all you seasonal sisters
1: out here for listening to your audience as well. Yes. Thank you so much.
0: Then don't forget my sisters. I'll see. I'll be back with you next week. Don't forget to like, and share the podcast. If this episode has made you think about someone, please share the podcast with them and have a great, great day. And I'll see you next week. That's it for this week's episode of the seasonal sisters podcast. If something made you think of your sister, aunt, niece, or friend, please share this episode. For more information on seasonal coaching programs, follow me on Instagram at TheRealJaniceSaunders. And follow us in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episode. I'm Janice Saunders, wishing you a sweet week filled with nourishing things to keep you happy and healthy. See you next week.